It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Hey, welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Christopher Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce Ng. Joyce, we're in the middle of Emmy voting. This is probably the last time you and I are going to do a, one of these videos uh, before Emmy voting concludes. Wow, that was so dramatic because I thought you were going to stop. Like, this is going to be like our last video. <laughs> this is the last one ever. It's really nice knowing you. No. No one uh, is going to keep watching or it. listening to these. Uh, we no, to we're, we're off this next week. So, yeah. so next time will be after Labor Day, after voting closes and pre-creative arts. So plenty of stuff to talk about. No, but we, wanted, we were looking today uh, at some of the races here as voting is happening. A lot of uh, it remains pretty uh, for expert for odds are pretty static, right? Like, you know, everybody still has Ted Lasso and the crown and stuff. But in the experts uh, among the Goldery experts, there is some really uh, interesting close races that we were like kind of surprised by, I guess, a little. Um, I, I, the first one we could go back to. We've talked about this a lot. Comedy supporting actor Keenan Thompson among experts, 12 experts predicting Keenan. Bowen Yang next with seven experts and Brett Goldstein after him with three experts. Uh, who do you have for this one, Joyce? I, f- I forget who I have. I'm going to look. I think I still have Bowen. I, I think I still have Bowen too. The last time we talked about this, which was probably like what, like three weeks ago or something. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about this one a lot. It's actually pretty interesting at the very yeah. least. I no, went actually, back to Bowen. Now. Oh, you I still have Keenan. Yeah. I had Keenan for a little bit after noms and I went back to Bowen, but that was also before he <laughs> pleaded on Instagram for everyone to vote for Keenan. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't, well, first of all, I don't know how many people saw that, like if they're voters, you know, um, and I don't know who would, if you are a voter and you saw that story, which he admitted was messy and his publicist would hate him for it. Um, how much you would he to, you know, his call to vote for Keenan. Right. Um, Maybe it'll make you want to vote for Bowen even more because he's like, he's such a nice guy. He wants to give this. Yeah. Very humble. Yeah. Co-star. But anyway, I still have him. But I is has has Brett been on the rise these past couple of days or past two weeks with his like uh, double whammy of episodes? So I feel like the answer is yes. Uh, Let me look here quick. I don't have the the right chart pulled up. (laughs) So he is on he is on the rise in overall, not among the experts, but overall right now, Keenan. And Bowen are Keenan is still in the lead with like 993 votes. Then Bowen 569 and Brett rising with 472. Brett rising. So he is on the rise. I have him running second, and I could still see switching uh before the Emmys to him winning. I think uh 
like we had kind of we kind of predicted this a little, but like his best episode of season two uh, aired right now in the middle of Emmy voting. It was last Friday. It was Friday's episode of Ted Lasso. <laughs> it was the fifth episode. Fifth episode. Uh, great episode for him. All focused on Roy Ken, his character. And I wonder how much that will play into people who haven't, if you were, if you're a voter, even though you know you're voting for season one, if you just happen to not vote yet, and then you're like, oh, I'm going to watch Ted Lasso this week. And you watch this episode and he's awesome on it. Does that change your mind? Or are you just like, oh yeah, of course, I'll just vote for this guy. He's great. He did a ton of interviews around that episode. Uh, it, it is very interesting to me that he, he is so good. And it. it's almost like I could see that easily being his submission episode next year for the Emmys. Um, but yeah, does it help him win this year? I don't know. I think it definitely can. Because even if season two were not airing right now, I think everyone would agree that of the four Ted guys, like he is the standout. Like if this were still a ranked ballot, I think most people would still rank him in first. And, you know, season two is really like all about it. Like he's the star of season two. And some of, you know, I don't, you know, maybe there'll be more material for everyone else, but even like Hannah Waddingham has gotten, you know, little material so far. Um, so I, I think it could definitely help him. And I think, I don't know. It's funny because there was like some like backlash <laughs> to Ted over the weekend as well because of this. Um, I, I, and then there's backlash to the backlash. But anyway, I, I think people are really in love with that character. And I think that like he is, Roy is the most interesting character on the show. Because I think, you know, like season one, like the premise was like really clear with, you know, Ted being used by Rebecca and he's there. And then there's like that secret and everything. But then by the end, like everyone got used to him and the secrets out and like Rebecca's accepting of him and people like him. And like Roy's arc is the most interesting, you know, like, and with everything they're doing this season as well. And I think even though people know they're not voting for season two, right now like i think it's hard to get that out of their heads when they've just seen this episode and most people really love it on top of the christmas episode the week before i totally agree i think that like he's the thing about his character that's great is it kind of is like you think it's going to be one way and it is not he's not he's like a, it it defies the the stereotype of what you would imagine that kind of character to be and like you said like in this season especially he's really had a pretty strong arc and you could argue he is the lead of the whole show at this point. Right. And I, I do wonder, you know, again, it just is like, he's just in the, in the ether, in the conversation, like he's got a big Vanity Fair profile and he's doing interviews and like all these different things and to promote. They, they know what two. they're doing over there. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, you know, he, it's like not bad. So I'm like, and then you look at SNL and no offense to Keenan or Bowen, like you said, but that's not really top of mind right now. It's not airing. It hasn't aired obviously since May. And yeah, like we could keep talking about like Keenan's overall SNL contributions and like Bowen as the iceberg, which is remains awesome. But I wonder if it's just kind of going to be too far out of mind. And if you're a voter kind of torn on this category, because it is such a close category and there are three obviously really competitive people I'd say for it, unlike a lot of these other ones where there's maybe just one other option or not even an option. Um, yeah, I think that he could easily win. I think, it, this again, they don't release the voting totals, but I would say this will end up being outside of the limited series categories. Like this would be probably the closest results just based on like 
you know, how it's kind of shaking out for our odds and also just in general. So I guess also long-winded way of saying, I'm surprised the experts haven't come around to, to Brett yet, but maybe they will when they kind of recalibrate their uh, picks. And maybe I'll even put them up after ahead of Keenan after we you're, talk. You're going to switch. Know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not someone who like updates like a lot. Like if yeah. I'm someone, I switch. And then like the next same thing of someone else and I switch back. So, but um, yeah, I think, you know, like because of season two, I think there's more chance of Bowen and Keenan vote splitting now than there is of the four Ted guys vote splitting. So. Yeah, it feels like the uh, Ted guys have no chance of vote splitting for some reason. I don't think like for all three of the other guys, uh, Jeremy Swift, Nick Muhammad, and um, Brendan Hunt, it feels like the the nomination is kind of like the reward, right? Like they're just like not happy to be there, but like, great job. You're nominated. But I don't think there's anybody's mounting like a serious let's let them win campaign. And none of them have had a season two episode really that has been a yeah. standout of those three. I still think like Nick Muhammad would be like the top of those oh, yeah, three others. Sure. I have him second of the four. Tech Seems likely. And he again has had like a very fun season two and kind of, but still not enough. Um, so yeah, that's curious. I guess the other thing we could jump to quickly, like you mentioned, Hannah Wanningham has not had a lot to do in season two yet. Uh, and I've seen the next episode. I think I've seen on screener. So that's this week's episode. She has a little more to do, but not a ton comparatively to the first season. Does that end up hurting her a little as a nominee? And then does that push Hannah Einbinder or like Cecily strong further up on somebody's ballot? I don't think so, but I would, what do you think? I, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think lack of material is hurting her because she already has an advantage of her show airing new episodes anyway. And she's already the front runner and people clearly love the show and love her on it. So I think she's fine. Um, and, you know, may- maybe this, this will just like quell all like the people who think she should have gone lead this year. <laughs> Cause now she's like basically supporting the season. Um, or season <laughs> Very three. true. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I think I think she's still okay. Do you still have Einbinder, uh, the other Hannah? I do have Einbinder, and I haven't switched off yet. I kind of don't think it's going to happen, um, but You're yeah, just I don't know. <laughs> I'm just I'm just hoping. I guess again, I don't know. This is all anecdotal and just feel, but I'm like, it feels like even hacks. The conversation is kind of leveled off a little. Like I think there was a huge push around that show, obviously around nominations, because it was like kind of had just aired and people were really excited about it. And now as voting begins, I'm like, I just don't see a lot of people talking about it. It kind well, of, I mean, like, to be fair, is anyone talking about anything other than like Ted Lasso, which is airing, like nothing else is airing. Fair, very fair. Nothing <laughs> else is airing, but like some of the people have done like renewed, like Michaela Cole this week had like a big times profile. And like, I think there's been like a renewed conversation around her and I may destroy you. And it feels like no one is never not talking about Mayor of Easttown and Queens Gambit. So I'm like these, like some of these shows have remained very largely topical hacks is sort of dissipated, but maybe that's just completely anecdotal and not true. And like, you know, people still love it. I mean, we, we, I still have it like is the only other potential option among comedy series with its 15 nominations. Like it's obviously like the second most beloved behind Ted. So I don't know. I I still have her. I have Hannah Einbinder. I'm predicting her definitely a hope diction. Hannah Wanahan will probably win. 
No problem. Just, just stick with her until like 4 p.m. on September 19th. <laughs> right. That's what I do then, a lot. And like, then switch I, it out. <laughs> for someone and then I keep them there until the last second. But yeah, I think with Hacked, like, you know, it it was never like a huge monster hit like Queen's Gambit or anything. But I think it's being seen by the right people. Like clearly, because I got 15 nominations and within just, you know, two months of airing or like less than less than two months because voting was within a month of it airing. So I think the right people are seeing it and I think it's being recommended in the right circles. So I think even if the cultural conversation, which was never as big for it in the first place, has, you know, ostensibly dissipated, I think it's still okay within the group of people who are making these decisions for the Emmys. Yeah, I'd say that's probably fair. And also like, it's still, I mean, Gene Smart's still like a runaway uh, uh, victor for best actress in a, in a comedy series, according to the experts and our odds and everybody. Um, so yeah, the uh, moving on, I want to do, uh, we talked about drama actress a lot. I just want to point out that like, Despite the fact that you and I both think this is pretty close, and I think we both probably have Emma Corrin winning, uh, mm. and the overall odds are a little uh, tighter. For experts, every almost every expert has Emma Corrin winning, and MJ Rodriguez is next with four votes, and Elizabeth Moss has zero votes from the experts. I, I was just surprised by that a little because, uh, yeah, like it just seems a lot closer and you know, combined odds. Let me just load that up quickly. Do, do, do. Uh, it's a lot. Yeah. Combined odds. It's still Emma Corrin, but like MJ Rodriguez is, is not, it's like about a thousand votes behind. It's not, as not close, but not like, not as much of a blowout. maybe as the experts seem to think. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think the top three is definitely Emma, MJ and Elizabeth. Um, I too, I'm surprised that no expert is predicting Elizabeth, but um, I, I think the thing with like handmaids is I, I feel like it's, it's an older show. So I feel like, and because like the past, maybe like season and a half, it wasn't its best that some people have like fallen off of it and like stop watching it. But you know, the diehard fans who are still watching it and anyone who's watched season four, like everyone agrees this was a, a return to form. So I think like, those people know she can win and might be predicting her, but I think it's also harder for her because of the stiff competition with Emma and MJ and FX is running a stellar campaign <laughs> for Pose and MJ. So yeah, I, I still have Emma. I think, you know, we talked about it before, like how it's harder when there are multiple alternatives to dethrone the front runner. So I think she's, probably okay i think i have mj in second yeah well interesting you bring up pose and we go to to drama actor we've talked about this also but uh the, the overall odds josh o'connor kind of continues to be a blowout but when you go when you kind of hone in on the experts much closer josh o'connor is still in the lead with 13 votes but seven for billy porter i i believe i have porter too uh let me just confirm that but i i think i actually think like you said i think the way they're campaigning I really think that Billy Porter uh, is could end up pulling it off. I think he could pull off the upset. I think so too. I think I still have Josh. Um, I don't know. Like I'm at this point where I feel like it's, it might be safer to just predict the crown for everything. 
and then just take the hit if it loses like one or two instead of trying to guess like which categories it might lose besides supporting actress. So it could really (laughs) win. This includes writing and directing. It really could win six acting awards very easily. Yeah, like the two guests. The two guests would be Claire Foy and Charles Dance uh, Mm -hmm. against the Claire Foy against like Alexis Bledel and McKenna Grace for Handmaid's Tale and Charles Dance against like Timothy Oliphant, we hope, for Mandalorian. (laughs) So I could easily see winning those two. And then for, like you said, like Emma Corrin, Josh O'Connor, Jillian Anderson, and maybe Tobias Menzies for supporting actor. Yeah, your boy. (laughs) I would be down for that. (laughs) Totally would. But uh, like, like, I I think like it's probably like safer or like easier just to like, I mean, we had Schitt's Creek when seven for seven last year, go seven for seven. Um, And I don't know if like, they're going to do that with another show this year. Um, I can already like feel the backlash, you know, like you're doing this two years in a row, like giving every single award to one show. Um, but yeah, like I, I yeah, like with like writing and directing, I mean, like I could see the crown winning both. I could see him winning one or neither. I, I haven't predicted, I haven't predicted to win both and also series. So I have it sweeping all of that. I don't. Yeah. I like, can... I like that's the safer choice. And then you yeah. just, if it could easily win all of, three of those um, and it could lose one. And then you just have to like take the hit for that. And it's fine. Right. And you end up, even if it's, so it could really win a lot. So that's why it's hard to bet against Josh O'Connor, I guess. But I just yeah. think like, man, the pose, I feel like pose has really been kept top of mind. And I just think that like you said, like we've said, he's a, he would be a return winner, which is something that hasn't happened uh, since I don't know. You know, when, Brian, when was Brian, that? Since it, it has not happened here or in a drama lead actress in, in the current system, which is pretty wild. So that alone is worth like kind of like the prediction, I think. Uh, yeah, you know what? Just, we need to normalize repeat winners. I mean, I know like some people think it's boring, but I mean, we, I we've had it more though. in like the comedy side, but in the drama side. Yeah. Not all of them were eligible to win again because like, you know, John Hamm and Matthew Reese, it was right. for their last seasons, but. I mean, interesting that neither Joshua Connor nor Billy Porter could ever win again for these roles in this category. <laughs> or Emma Corrin. <laughs> or Emma Corrin. Uh, inter- it, it'll be interesting. Uh, just going through experts, really, Jillian Anderson, complete blowout, 24, uh, all 24 experts predicting what her. Michael K. Like, what? Like, no one ever talks about that because <laughs> it's, no. like, uh, it's like Mike, it's Michael K. Williams uh, was comfortably ahead of, among the experts, 17. We've talked about that one a lot. I don't know. I still think Tobias could win. And Giancarlo Esposito uh, running third. Yeah, I still I still have him. I don't know. Maybe, like, I'm, I'd probably just switch him on September 19th. But <laughs> You're one <laughs> of the two. I mean, honestly, I could see... I mean, if, if, they, if there's no, like, passion behind any of these guys, I could see them, like, defaulting to, like, Bradley Whitford again or, like, John Lithgow, you know? That would be incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Like John Lithgow, who last one for the crown beats someone from the crown. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, let's go to limited series. Cause you kind of mentioned this, this is easily remains the closest race remains the most compelling. I'd argue, uh, according to the experts, pretty much a toss up between mayor Queens Gambit and I may destroy you. Queens Gambit still leads as eight experts predicting a victory mayor of East town second with seven. And then I may destroy you third with six. Is I may wow. destroy you a lot more competitive in this category than maybe eight, seven, six. Yeah. What do you think? Um, I mean, I think those are. I don't. 
it's funny because like, I understand why those are the top three, but if you go by nominations, obviously one of vision would be higher up there because <laughs> I got 23 nominations. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also understand why it's not in the top three. Uh, Cause it's just mostly like a tech heavy show. And most of its nominations are for the crafts and stuff. Um, I, I still have mayor. Do you still have Queens? I still have Queens. So I'm, I'm not going to switch off, but I mean, do we think that I may destroy you actually is like a, could actually win? I like, so like right now, I think the only other like above the line category I've been winning is writing. Right. Um, yeah. I haven't really thought about what it could win below the line, but yeah, writing, I have a winning. So I think it will be kind of weird for it to win just writing and series. I think it would need to win more than that. Cause like, you know, in this era, it's been more of like a sweep era. Um, with like one show winning like multiple awards. Um, and it's, you know, obviously it's really competitive of these. I mean, like all of these shows are great, you know, even underground railroad got, you know, paid dust, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that, that one's not winning, but sorry. Uh, yeah, I like, I could even like see one division winning. I, I'm, I would not predict it right now, but I, I could see it winning a lot of, creative arts Emmys and then some people switching to it for series. Cause that, yeah. that happened last year with Mandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I still, I'm going to stick with mayor. Um, even though like, I think Queens is, is the safe choice. Um, and I think I still need to see how a lot of the creative arts categories shake out. And I'm also debating switching to mayor and directing as well. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, that's wild. I know. Uh, I guess I I don't know. I think I could see Mayor winning. I really could. I still have Queen's Gambit, but I just think that like the push for Mayor has been really strong. It has got to be like the most covered of these nominees (laughs) every other day. There's like how many articles have you seen online about whether there'll be a season two <laughs> every well, they just keep talking about it like for the record i do not want a season two like no one wants a season two. <laughs> completely fine we don't need yeah. things to continue <laughs> no way um i know but they keep talking about it i don't like Ridiculous. just do one season it's fine count it that was the season. perfect ending um Great but show. anyway they want oh, it man so i'm sure it's gonna happen eventually but <laughs> Uh, Maybe they could do like the White Lotus route and do like an anthology series with the same cast in different roles or something. She'll, she, like Kate will return, but she won't play Mare. <laughs> it feels like to me, a lot of the talk about season two of Mare of Town, not to go off on a little bit of a tangent, feels like when people are like, oh yeah, they're going to do another night of. I'm like, they're never going to do another night of. That was it. Yeah, it was but the, one- the, the difference is, is like they, ne- like the creative team behind it was never like, like, like Steve's alien was never like, yeah, definitely. Like we want a season two, <laughs> you know, True. but HBO is like, yeah, we want a season two. I mean, we'll I don't think HBO would say no to like any of them. If like, they like the pitches enough, you know, they did season two of big little lies. Yeah, exactly. Oh, like God. the best part of that is like how much like Jean-Marc Ballet, like did not want a season two. And like, he didn't obviously he didn't come back to direct it. And even initially, like when season one was airing, Nicole was like, I don't know. Like, I think season one is fine. So like, they clearly convinced her. <laughs> anyway, they should have <laughs> Maybe they kept it just one season. No offense to Big Little Lies. This season two is not as strong as uh, no. season one. Uh, so while that's pretty close in the series, it feels like Kate Winslet has moved ahead. Uh, experts have her pretty much she's like got half the experts predicting her to win 
pretty comfortable ahead of Anya Taylor Joy, who has seven to 12 for Kate Wins at seven for Anya Taylor Joy. Uh, feels like that one is kind of locking up for Kate. I, I'd be surprised, honestly, at this point, if she didn't win. Um, yeah, I, I have Kate. I switched to her like a couple months ago and I'm just, I'm going to keep her. So, uh, and yeah, I mean, we've talked about this a lot. Like it's a tough category. Um, and it sucks that like, I mean, like I would love to see Elizabeth Olsen win, but I don't think she can do it. <laughs> she doesn't even have a one vote. I don't think from that among exactly. the experts. It's wild. You could watch I- her co-stars win and she might not. Well, here, so in limited actor, this is actually the most competitive of the experts. Paul Bettany remains the favorite, but only 11 experts have him predicted to win. 12 have my boy, Hugh Grant, for The Undoing. And then one solitary solitary expert has Lin-Manuel Miranda for Hamilton. That one's not happening, I don't believe. I mean, if a Hamilton guy is going to win, I think it'll be Leslie. Same. But uh, yeah, wow, how about that? So like, you still have Paul, I still have Hugh Grant. (laughs) Never the twain it's, shall meet. It's the battle of the Brits. I still wonder if you wins because I wonder how seriously people will take WandaVision. I know it had the most nominations, but I don't know. I just don't know. I think he get dinged because he's playing a giant red robot. <laughs> um, he's an android, okay? <laughs> Whatever he is. <laughs> um, I feel like today also care about the undoing like i got two nominations so that would be the argument against it they clearly did not care about it again it aired i believe let me just check here uh, 35 years ago right yeah. uh, i think it was on october 35 years ago yes <laughs> <laughs> october uh 35 years ago uh, yeah the undoing aired so it's been on a while uh but i think people just like you grant and i'm wondering if it doesn't even matter what he's nominated for does he just win because it's you grant and like people remember i think if you remember the undoing you remember him. I think he's the most indelible part of it. Oh, for sure. So like, even if you're like, that show was on in 2001, uh, I'm never going to go back to it. Uh, it doesn't matter because I think you're like, oh, you Grant was cool in that show. He was a great villain and like, you know, like very smarmy and like kind of like a great at the end type turn. So maybe he wins. I, I, I don't know. I have no really, I think Paul Bettany is the favorite for a reason because he is on a show with the most nominations that people really liked and he is good on it. But I, I just have this sneaking suspicion that because he's not like the focus, like, cause clearly I think like Wanda is the lead, even though he's in the title, like it is the Wanda's story. And I wonder if that'll not help. Maybe it's just like, he's not in it enough. I don't know. Um. Yeah. I think like a lot of the argument against Paul is is that like people can't see him winning without Lizzie, but I'm also just like, they're completely different categories as well and and completely different competition. It's like, I don't know. It's, it's like, it's like, you know, at the Oscars when you have like, you know, like, like, like walk the line, like Reese, like that was Johnny Cash's story. Mostly like Reese doesn't come in until like 30 minutes in, but she swept the, the season in actress, whereas Joaquin Phoenix was never winning because of Philip Seymour Hoffman. Right. You know, so it's just like, like you just get lucky sometimes with the lineup. It's like what uh, Yoo Jung Yoon said at the Oscars, you know, she was lucky. Like Paul Bettany got lucky with his lineup and Elizabeth Olsen didn't. Um, right. 
so I think it could be like that, you know? And so I, I don't know, like this, I, I guess like if let's say like they don't care about like any of these performances, like any of these guys. So then it's like, who will they default to? Is, is it Hamilton? <laughs> like, I don't, I mean, no, I don't think so. Like, like I think, I think like you, you need like the passion to win. So like, if, if they don't like any of them, and like if these guys just like fell into this category, like, and no one cares about them. Like who's going to come out on top. Well, the reason I'd say Hamilton, no, because you have two Hamilton in there. And while you're right, I think Leslie Odom would win. I do think that for the casual Hamilton viewer or the casual Emmy voter, Lin-Manuel Miranda is obviously more of a, more associated with Hamilton. Right. So it's like he plays Hamilton. So maybe you'd be like, Oh, I love Hamilton. He'll win because of Lynn. Um, I, that's why I don't think either one of them will end up winning. So then you're right. So then you're left with like you grant for a show that, people don't really love or forgot about. And it got and, all of its thunder stolen by Mayor. Exactly. Yeah. I mean. And then you and McGregor for a show that just was like a blip on, no no pun intended. <laughs> that wasn't like a Marvel reference. <laughs> I, I really liked you. We talked about this. I liked him on that show. Again, I think that just nobody cared about that show. It kind of came and went. He needed this to be at least a Hollywood, I think. I almost wonder if they should have delayed it to this year. I just think he would have had a better shot, but yeah, I, I here the unanswerable question on this category. If Ethan Hawke was nominated, would he won? Oh, probably. Cause I, I mean, I've said this before, like before nominations, like when I, I've had, I've had Paul this entire time, but I was like, you know, assuming that Ethan gets nominated, I would switch to him <laughs> before the ceremony, but he's not here. It's, and like by that, I was just using like, yeah, like I was just using last year's rubric when like, you know, everyone thought like Paul Mescal could win because like they were, you know, the Emmys were on that like young, young guys run, you know, between like Riz and um, Darren and Jarrell. And even though like normal people didn't get a series nomination, but it just ended up being the front runner all along, Mark Ruffalo. Um, and it kind of felt like Ethan Hawke could have been the Mark Ruffalo this year, but he's not here. <laughs> It remains truly one of the most perplexing snubs because really like everyone expected him to win, literally win, not even just get nominated. Like, I think he was like the overwhelming favorite to win. Oh, yeah. And not even to get nominated. And now we're still like, he would win if he was nominated. <laughs> I definitely believe that. It's just so strange. That he didn't get nominated. Yeah, because he could have completely followed the Ruffalo rubric. Like, <laughs> So that kind of, that's why, I mean, then I think you're left back to Paul Bettany, which I'm like, maybe I, I'm now talking myself into him winning because I'm just like, and, and like WandaVision is turned out to be stronger than we thought. It right. Would, oh, WandaVision is going to win a ton of things right. or like they would, because you cannot like with the unlimited nomination ballot, you could nominate like endless things. But right. when it comes to picking one winner, like, are you going to check off WandaVision every time? No, probably. No. So I don't know. I still, I'm going to keep you Grant because I'm going down with the ship, but okay. I, 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 I respect it. I mean, I don't think you can really be wrong in this category <laughs> until no, really, you are. Really one of the most interesting ones. And then I guess I guess that's it. Do you want, you want to look at any other ones, any off the top of your head here before we say goodbye? I mean, Evan Peters is just a blowout and supporting actor. Um, yeah, it is, but I don't, I mean, I don't think he's like a lock by any means. I think, 
I think that's that's also kind of similar. I mean, I have a winning too, but I think that's also kind of similar to like um, how Michael K. Williams is in first, where like people kind of want him to see him win an Emmy. Although like Evan has the stronger show. Evan has the stronger show. I guess the question would be, right now, David Diggs is running second, but is uh-huh. is is there a chance that Pop SEA do wins? Because the I May Destroy You love is like really stronger than maybe we think. And if he wins, does that like portend to a series win for that show? Because I do have it winning. I think we both have it winning writing. Yeah. Most experts have it winning. Everyone writing. has it winning writing. So if it wins writing, and it's actually according to experts, like running... You don't agree with this because I think you have Mayor winning, but directing Queen's Gambit and then I May Destroy You uh, and then Mayor of Easttown are like one, two, three. So it's possible that if you were looking for a I May Destroy You series win, the way to get it to win is through Pop Etienne winning supporting actor. Like you said, Evan Peters on a show that people loved. So I don't know that he'll lose because I think that'll help, but I don't know. Yeah, I... uh... I don't know. Like this also goes against like what I just said before about like Lizzie and Paul being in separate categories and like winning without the other and stuff. Cause it's, it's then it's like, you know, I, I guess like, again, like optically it would like look weird yes. when and Michaela not to an actress. Yes. <laughs> but again, it's different competition. So I mean, yes, it could happen. Um, competition, and at least she'll win because of the writing, right? That's, yeah. I guess, you like she's still winning with writing and she's a producer on the show. So, right. Like, yeah, it's just not, but her, definitely optically, not, not what you want, maybe. Yeah. Like, but, and, you know, the, he is in uh, a less competitive category than she is an actress. So, um, I, I, I have him in third, I think. I don't think the other guy, the other three guys really have a shot. So. No, I don't either. No it's offense. Like, I mean, yeah, the, if David wins, he can easily overcome vote splitting here. Yeah, I mean, he's got the... David had won the Tony for a reason, that performance rules, and he's got, like, the showiest part of these actors. And he got the SAG nomination for right. Hamilton while announcing it on Instagram Live. Amazing. So, David it is rules. funny how he... because. In that SAG category, he was nominated against Bill Camp, and Bill is not here, but Thomas Brody Sangster is. So another unanswerable question. survive that. <laughs> another unanswerable question. If Bill Camp is in this category, is he the favorite to win over Evan Peters? I mean, I could, yeah, because he was in first. In, Again, incredible that these guys weren't even nominated, yet yeah. if they were today, we'd go, it was, oh, yeah, it was well, No, it was like Bill Camp, um, who else, who was... Oh, uh, what's his name from Small Axe? John Boyega. John Boyega and Donald Sutherland. None yeah, of them Donald Sutherland. Yeah, the top three are not here. From Incredible. <laughs> Any one of them would nominate. I think I'd have them in first. Um, but no. Yeah, it is. It, what you said there is the luck of the category is like always a kind of uh, unanswerable, unknown quantity. Right? Yeah, like, like if, if it's your time, then it's your time. Ugh. Well, Joyce, this was fun. We'll talk after uh, Labor Day see how you do some final predictions maybe for creative arts Emmys. Uh, but yeah, and, have a good one. And closes when, when, yeah. you know, when we can't affect anyone anymore. Sure. Then we can just go, <laughs> I could keep my, uh, my, my uh, Bo Burnham agenda just really strong at the creative arts. Emmys. Yes. <laughs> All right. Bye Joyce.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.